it's time for the straight skinny with the G the G man. Once again, you're listening to the straightskinnyshow.com. Straight Skinny Show gives you the naked, unvarnished truth. We do the research, we do the homework, so you don't have to. We research it, we deliver it to you. We don't preach, we try and teach. All right, today's topic is going to be the topical issue of the news cycle, which is border security. Been much discussed, much maligned, much spun, but here we're going to give you the straight skinny on this. We do the work so you don't have to. All right, first order of business. Interestingly enough, in November of 1989, when the Berlin Wall came down, which, by the way, was to keep people in, if they tried to climb the wall there, they shot them in Germany. They shot them. We don't shoot people at the southern border. We capture them and go them through the system. And, and a very illogical, uh, bad system currently, which will be changed soon. Mr. Trump in office, I hope. And his minions. But, you know, there were seven walls worldwide in 1989. Berlin Wall came down. Since then, there's 77 either built or under construction. Some of them have been in different countries, obviously. Some of them have, some of them have had success. Some have been maligned. But some of them work. And statistically, because statistics do not lie. People lie. Polls lie. Politicians lie. Statistics normally don't lie. That's where you find the straight skinny in the statistics. For example, when Israel built their wall, and there was a lot of discussion in Israel about we don't want to do that by the left. It got done, didn't it? And immigration went from 55,000 to zero. Yesterday in the news, they talked about in McCallum County, Texas, they had the highest crime rate in the country. Put a wall up, and guess what? It's still one of the lowest crime rates in the country. So when people say it doesn't work, they're deluding themselves. Tommy Lack, what do you say on this subject? Well, G-Man, I agree wholeheartedly with that. Good morning, gentlemen. Good afternoon, whatever timeline you're on. Good morning. I I, I agree with that. Uh, This has become a contentious issue, um, and, and the way I see it, for not a good reason. People lock their doors. People have fences around their their properties uh, to to have a fence, to have a physical border security only seems to make common sense. Well, let me yeah. just let me throw out there. That's Will, the producer. That, that sounds like a talking point that Trump said in his speech. But go ahead. Uh, well, I mean, it, 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 it really it, it's an issue that can be complicated, but I see it as an extremely simple issue. People lock their doors, don't they? They lock their cars. Oh, let's have a check and balance on our border. Um, but by the way, <laughs> Bill Clinton was for it. Obama was for it. Pelosi was for it. Chuck Schumer was for it. It's documented. If you look at if you look at the uh, the, the talking points they made in favor of it, I I am baffled by why it's such a big issue today. Other than it's a political point that both sides now are choosing to argue over and i think the democrats are driving this argument largely honestly uh, i agree i agree i agree tom i agree Tom, wholeheartedly g-man wait 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 g-man can i do a rebuttal on that i just want to say something on that i just do you mind if i just yes 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 because tommy's right and you're left go ahead 
Well, um, well, no, I'd like to say that we're both humans and we're trying to figure out, you know, how to live together. So here's my thought on what you said. You made the reference, so we're clear, that, hey, uh, we all have locks on our doors for a reason. We lock them. And as the president said in his speech, we lock uh, and have fences around our place to keep the loved ones safe that we have inside our fences. But let me be very clear and see if you agree with me that when we were kids— because I know my parents did, we didn't lock our front doors. We didn't do different things. And in some small cities, and in very small cities or very small towns, they'll leave their doors uh, unlocked still. Uh, But the reason why we lock our doors is not just because of immigrants. It's because, in general, our society has become more desperate. So it's great that we want to make that analogy, but I would see be very clear that we are now not 1950s and keeping our doors open all the time because it's now another time. I couldn't agree more, Rod. I or, or uh, I will. That that's a terrific point. Yes. Okay. Let's hear from Rod. Let's hear from Rod on this. Rod, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I just want to address that point about um, Obama, Schumer, and the others um, supporting the wall that was just made. Um, that actually refers to a vote that was cast in 2006, and that was for 700 miles of security fencing. That was not actually for voting for a wall. That is uh, being spun in a negative way, and it's not correct. Well, semantics is semantics. Call it whatever you want. Even <laughs> Trump says it's a barrier. Okay, a bar- just just you know. Let's speak um, about wall. Let's speak about walls for a second. The best wall in the world is the one in Egypt between Egypt and the Gaza Strip. Why is it the best wall? Because the stupid argument about, well, we just get a taller ladder and a rope and we'll, we'll dig under it. Their wall goes 20 feet underground. And it's, if I remember, it's electrified at the top. So to every problem, there's a solution. Well, there's a solution. Go down 20 feet and electrify the top. Have sensors on the wall so when you touch that wall to climb it, it alerts border security that you're there. Yeah, but how long, just out of curiosity, G-Man, because you definitely have the uh, facts a lot of times, uh, or I should say historical information at least, uh, how long has that wall been up? And number two, how long is that wall? And what's that answer? Well, it's not as long as our wall. Our wall is probably going to be the longest in the world. But what is it? I mean, is it five miles? I mean, let's be clear, because we're talking about $5 billion. And what did Gaza do theirs for $25? I mean, number one, they've been doing it for 100,000 years because they're that screwed up and always have had religious strife. So, okay. Now, Israel's wall is 145 miles. Okay, what's ours? I I I would have to Google again. Because I didn't write down in my right. notes for this morning how long Egypt's wall was, but it's substantial. substantial. See, the problem, the problem there is, that, you know, obviously 145 miles is very different to 2,000. And yeah, yeah, you know, the other the other big difference here is we're dealing with with um, a much smaller issue. We don't have the crisis that they have. You know, they have hatred going back a long time, and there's a lot of murder and 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 even wars going on between them. We don't have that with Mexico. We don't no, have I agree. a crisis. I, 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 we, I don't, agree. we don't have a crisis with Mexico. We have mainly people, most of the people coming to the border are escaping poverty and persecution and looking for a better life. They're not coming here to blow us up and kill us. And, and, and the people who did come here and committed 9-11 came across the Canadian border. 
they didn't come across Mexico. So yes, but you know, it, only take, it only takes one terrorist to cross Mexico. One terrorist with a dirty bomb to take out New York. That's the point. Right. Well, but you know, to get back to my point, we don't we don't have the same you know reasons for building a war. You know, and um, you know the the FBI crime rates and the, the local crime rates that were from studies done in Texas show that the crime rates amongst illegals in this country is lower than it is amongst natives. And that the second generation of um, from those illegals, the crime rate actually goes up once those people are assimilated here, which shows that, you know, Americans are actually more prone to do it, committing violent crimes or other crimes than Mexicans, and, and, <laughs> which is an interesting statistic. The, which, there's which a lot be, of reasons be, why we should, need border which, security. I mean, we've now become the welfare system for South America. Well, okay. Well, there's a good there's a good reason for that. I mean, we are a Christian nation, and and Jesus would say to us if he were alive today, help these people. You know, don't build walls, build bridges. Help these people; they need help. They wow. are they are they are living amongst communities that are high high crime rate. You know, they have uh, persecution from wow. their government. So I have to jump all over this, Rod. You sound like you've got got the Lord on your side right now. I propose that Rod takes in about 10 illegals for a year. Let's run the experiment and see how that works for you, Rod. Let me, let me stop you. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm, not the, I'm not the government, so that's not my job. But, but wait. But, but I, don't let, I don't know. I don't know. And also, and also I'm, not actually, I'm not actually religious. I'm agnostic. I'm just speaking from yes. a, a Christian point of view, which yeah. uh, I'm assuming some of you are. I'm not sure. But, yeah, let me let me throw know. out. Let me, uh, Rod. Let me stop you. First of all, I love the fact that all this is coming from the Kiwi, uh, and he's not, uh, you know, uh, Uncle Sam. So it's kind of <laughs> ironic <laughs> that a man that out that that is uh, technically from outside our country is telling us things that we should do, and we are, in essence, if you don't mind me saying, slightly attacking him on on these views, and they're not some American right. Uh, left winger that's always lived here so let me just say in my opinion i agree with what rod is saying in this sense that um yes we're talking about the social contract gentlemen if you don't know what the social contract is it is basically that we should be you know t- making sure that our you know, we're taking care of our countrymen country women whatever and the fact is is that yes tommy um i understand your point in bringing that up but the but the fact is is that yes we can all do our own thing we can and he is by speaking out and saying that we should probably uh, consider the model of Jesus Christ because it is a little odd and I do love that bumper sticker that says uh, can we put Christ back in um, in Christmas or, or you know but the even better one is can we put Christ back in religion because religion now is being used as something um, opposite but all I want to say is is that Yes, it, we do have multiple problems in regards to uh, the, the wall or in regards to I- illegal aliens and really figuring out a way of doing this that makes all Americans happy is going to be and is and always will be the most difficult challenge we have in our country. All right, Jimmy and jumping back in. All right. All right. That's part of the conversation. I have some other topics here inside the topic. Now, when Trump when Trump says, you know, I'm going to uh, possibly uh, call a national emergency, I'm going to get the military to build the wall, blah, blah, blah. Well, there's some issues there. One is eminent domain. One is environmental impact, migration of animals. What's that solution? Special wall that animals are needed, not people. 
funding, we don't worry about funding, it's pennies. It's pennies of a $4 trillion budget. So funding is like bottom of the list. Environmental concerns. Now, these environmentalists, Sierra Club, and the, and the Ninth District Court, as soon as he declares a national emergency, I wait about 10 minutes, and the environmentalists, the Sierra Club, will be at the fence at the White House, along with the Ninth District Court. Okay. Your comment, Will. Uh, what's the exact question? Because I'm a little. You got a couple of things. You got animals. You got what's the <laughs> what's the policy question? Sorry. What I'm simply what I'm simply saying is you can't say, oh, Trump says we're going to start construction tomorrow. Uh, what about eminent domain? What about environmental concerns? What about the Sierra Club? They're going to deal with them and their lawyers. Uh, there's the lawyers again. They're yeah. Okay. The, well, in answer. Possibly to your question across the whole thing is, is that, uh, again, what we face is that there's always going to be people that are going to try to find either the loophole or find that rope and strangle people that are trying to uh, use the loophole. And in this case, um, yes, all those things play in the, uh, in the, as a factor, but... We're already in a situation where we already have a wall. We have, you know, we have a gate. We have border security. So I don't, you know, again, these are things that people are throwing up uh, literally um, because they don't like the idea of, uh, of the idea of our mentality becoming a border country. Um, because, you know, putting up a physical border is one thing, but changing a society or a country's, um, consciousness to say, we believe that everybody that comes over the border is bad is really what we're really saying. Isn't it gentlemen? Negative. Will I disagree wholeheartedly on that. What, what we're saying is please come to our country. We welcome you. Come legally and let us know who you are, and we will decide who comes in. You really think that? That's what we're saying. You I really know think that. No, 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 Tommy. I'm sorry, Tommy. <clears throat> you know that for know you. That. Yeah, but see, Tommy, this is the problem. See, you, I mean, in my opinion, you have to understand, this is Will, you have to understand that you believe that, but you also have to understand that there's a percentage of the fringe of, of, of the Trump supporters that are ready and loaded. And I don't mean that by alcohol. I mean, they're ready to pick people off on the fence like a bird on a wire because they're <laughs> dying for someone to be there because they just don't like the idea. And I hate to say it, it's slightly racist, but they believe that they don't want those people here because they're dirty. I've been in, look, man, I go around, I'm a cowboy. I go around a small town. I know small town. I ain't Wall Street. And I listen to people because they know and I carry guns and they go, oh, you carry guns. You're one of us. And then I hear stories and jokes about Mexicans. So I'd love to believe that you're in that really wonderful. It's a wonderful life. Jimmy Stewart world. But that's just not the fact in my world. Let me jump in here a second, guys. I support Tommy's argument in the sense that imagine you're in a store and you're fifth in line of 10 people. And a guy walks in the door and walks to the front line and bullies his way in. What's going through those 10 people's minds about this guy? He's a motorcycle I don't driver. Give a crap. I, don't give a crap. I don't give a crap what color he is. He's a motorcycle driver? You get my point, don't you? Uh, yeah, we, we get your point. And, and we, we agree with the fact that people should come here legally. And yeah. both Clinton and Obama gave speeches during the presidencies talking about how we needed to enforce that. 
Um, and I don't think most Americans would disagree with it. I think everyone I mean, should be coming here legally, yeah. right? The, the problem is, you know, there's, there's various arguments for and against the war. I mean, you talked about – someone mentioned before about the costs. I think it was the G-Man was talking about how the costs are irrelevant. Yeah. I don't think that's true. I, I think either. the costs are relevant. I remember, I remember Obama being opposed on a $1 billion spend because you know, the re- Republicans said uh, we couldn't afford it. Now we've got a $5.7 billion spend and some estimates go up to $50 billion. And we all know that government contracts run way over what they originally budget because that's the way the government operates. They always underestimate. And, you know, the contractors always put in the lowest bid and then come in with extra costs later on. So the costs are going to be well above the $5.7 billion. And there are Republicans who also oppose the war because of the cost. The money needs to come from somewhere. Originally, it was going to supposed to come from Mexico, according to Trump. Yeah. That hasn't happened. No. And you know, one one of the reasons I think Trump is actually so for the wall is because of his ego. Yeah. He, uh, he he's made statements about how he wants it to be beautiful because maybe someday people will call it the Trump Wall. And he's well known for putting Trump on everything he builds, and he, he's well known yeah. for putting the name Trump on everything he builds. So I think Trump there's an, there's an element of you know his own vanity in this whole process. And, ego, you know, ego, and and that's part of who he is. That's what partly what drives a lot of his decision making in the world. Uh, tra- let, me, let me let me let me jump in. Yeah, Will. please. Yeah, let's be hypothetical. Let's say that there was a president G man, and G man comes to the table of Pelosi and Schumer tomorrow, and he says, "Look, I'll tell you what. My base just wants me to do something, and I'm, I'm willing to do this for you guys. Give me 5.7 billion for more troops on the ground, sensors." On the fences, electrify this, do this, dig, dig uh, down, protect against anti-tunneling, do all this stuff, boots on the ground, screw the wall, screw the fence. I understand your point, but I want the money to enhance our border security. Now, I also want you to go back to your districts. I want you to get your ass together and your act together and come up with illegal immigration, DACA uh, solutions, and put that whole package together legislatively. So if you just give me boots on the ground and technology. I'll wave the wall, okay? But it's that's it. still a wall, G-Man. I mean, no offense, but you you, you went backwards. Um, you know, you went backwards. Maybe you should have said all the other stuff about going to your districts and asking your constituents about what you should do to make sure that everybody uh, feels safe about the legislation. You just said you wanted to have uh, snipers and, and drones and, and no, electric, no, no, electric no, no, stuff. No, 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 no snipers. What I want to have same thing. Border. Five, no, let me let me finish. Okay. This is President G talking. Okay. I want. I want. Oh I boy. Have, <laughs> I want to have 5.7 billion for more boots on the ground, sensors on the fences, electrify the top of the fences. Let's do the technology thing, and in conjunction with that, because that takes forever, the legislative bullshit. Okay, I hope I can say that word. BS. No, not really. I'll take it out. Yeah, well, that takes forever to get anything legislatively done with all the debates and hearings and all that crap. All so it's already been 40 years. Let's take a few more. Now, I want some instantaneous results of better border security. That comes through boots on the ground. Yeah, but guys. You, yeah, but look, yeah, there's but, a, but wait, there's, wait, there's... wait, 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 wait. I, I just said drones and all kinds of things. And you went, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Yes, no, you are. I, I complain, no, you said snipers. Yeah, same, same thing. thing. Said... That's boots on the ground. Who do you think? Got, what do you think the boots no, have in their hands? Will, no, Will, Will, Will. You're, mis, you're, mis, uh, um, you're mishearing me. Turn your hearing aid up. The point is. I'm saying more manpower, 
Manpower. Oh, just people to wrestle people? Like what? With oil on their bodies? I don't understand. You're talking about people with guns and snipers and people. I mean, what what are you those hey, people hey, on Will, the gun? It's called do? law enforcement. You, you, That's we have right. law enforcement everywhere. Snipers. They, they don't well, snipers. Well, I, don't think, I don't think law I don't I don't think law enforcement is snipers. I think there's arrests and legal process and all that. I don't think I don't think the Texas Border Patrol guys go around sniping people. No, I don't <laughs> but either, I, but I, my I, point when is... A, when I see a police officer next to a school crossing guard, I don't think they have a sniper standing on the corner there. No, I, I know, but you're talking about officer. patrol. We're talking, again, I, I'm, of course I'm elaborating, but I'm talking about technology and drones are going to watch things. And, you know, if people are getting out of control, then obviously... I'm not talking about everybody's going to be out there as a militia person. I get it. I'm just saying, as an example... Some when you say that you don't want to fend, like G, President G says, he, he look, I'm going to solve this. I'm not going to put the money into a fence. People standing in a line with weapons are a fence. So I'm just saying, sorry. There are positive solutions that we can put money in. Let me let me be let me be the adult in the room here. <laughs> we, we right. sit down. We sit down. New rules today about not going crazy like we're a TV show. Okay, we're on radio. We're not in the same room. Okay, so uh, that was that was that was very energized, guys. Love it, but we got to go back to a format where everybody <laughs> takes a turn. Okay, take your get your pen, take your notes for your question when it's your turn. One last point of the legislative package is we need more judges, more available courtrooms. So you don't wait in line in the asylum case for five years just to get asylum and you're wandering the country and you're not Bingo. coming back for the hearing. Yes, you got to stream, streamline the process of getting legally in the country or being deported. Yes. Streamline it. Yes. Speak streamline the it. word. Bodies. Speak Pick the bodies. word, brother. Speak the word. I love it. You're right. You're absolutely right. Because the, I'm the fact- president, of course, I'm the president, of course I'm right. Well, no, you're not president yet. You're just president in your mind, but it is not mine. But the fact is, is that you are right that that needs to happen. Perhaps we can start that tomorrow. Oh, wait a minute, we're in a government shutdown. But I like the idea, though. Well, that's a that's a good right. positive. That's a good that's a good example of a positive um, way of dealing with yeah, this rather than building walls. Man. I mean, another you know, other things are other things are that we can treat Mexico as another state of America and start oh, sending. Wonderful. And start sending more jobs down there, you know, uh, um, instead of sending them to Asia, we send them down to Mexico and say, and, and build up their communities. You know, we, there are positive things we can do. We can send in the military and the FBI and the CIA to help take out the cartels. You know, we don't have, we've already spending money on these, on the military. Let's send them for a good purpose. You know, we can change the way we deal with drugs here. We can legalize pot so that it's it's there's there's not the incentive for them to smuggle them across the freaking border like they do exactly. we can get more exactly. we can get more agents on the ground like uh like g was just saying we can get more agents on the ground on the border we already employ 16,000 agents let's get let's get 30,000 agents on the ground down there you know and they, then we're also helping with employment on the in the local communities on the yes, American side yes yes We've got more right, agents. So i just milita- militarized uh, the, the border and, and, and no, I'm not militarizing it. I'm just increasing the number of agents we already have, providing more employment for Americans and helping with the security. I mean, another thing we could do is we could put military bases down there on the border and then have military patrols going on where they are also incorporated into the the, I, I, the border patrol. I, I think Rod is feeding Trump information because I think that's what Trump wants to do. 
Yeah, and they're good things to do. I think a number of people on both sides have suggested, you know, military use, uh, putting the military to use on the borders. I mean, that seems like a good way of using people who are already paying for and train them yeah. in, yeah. train them in proper border t- border security ways of dealing with things rather than just, you know, the military way of shooting people. Sensitivity. Yeah. Training. All right, let's all take a deep breath here, gentlemen, and calm down. Paint, you're working up a frog. We're going to go to break now on the straightskinnyshow.com. I'm Will Roberts, and this is The Daily Scream. Ah, here we go. Okay, so this headline should make most of you cock your head in disbelief. Here it is. China unveils the first large passenger plane. Whoa, let's back up. Please raise your hand if you folks out there have had anything of quality in the past 50 years that has had the label on it, Made in China. Um, Chinese food does not qualify. Now, I don't mean to pick on the folks over in China, but come on, China. Your track record of quality products is as bad as our politicians getting anything done policy, which is they collect the money, but understand that it's sold as is and no refunds. Let's just say the lemon law is not something you live by. Plus, you folks have a little problem with lead. I mean, if you were strictly in the business of manufacturing pencils, you'd be set. However, you'd be broke, because I haven't seen a pencil in years. I just don't get how you think anyone would buy, trust, an airplane that was made from you folks. Number one, it would most likely fall apart in midair. Number two, if you could get it in the air knowing how much lead it was made out of. China, I have two suggestions for you. Number one, make your airline logo a parachute. That way folks feel a little safer. Oh, and stick one under each seat as a precaution. And number two, call your plane fleet Maiden. Made in the USA. Because if you don't make a quality product, you might as well trick them in believing that it came from a quality place. All right, you're back on the Straight Skinny Show. That is the straightskinnyshow.com. If you want to know anything personal about the G-Man, that's Jerry, the G-Man.com. That's my personal website for other stuff I do. Okay, let's talk about the wall again. It's our topic for today border security but let's talk about the countries where they have had success there's not been everything perfect worldwide with the 77 walls built or under construction however hungary 100 percent western balkans 90 percent israel 99 percent so the list goes on and on they claimed this morning on fox news which i watched along with the other news outlets to get a balance and the truth that in texas where the uh, president went in that city, they formerly years ago had the highest crime rate, one of them, in America, put a wall up in that section of their county there, and it went down to one of the lowest in the country. So people say walls don't work. Well, in specific instances, they do. Now, Israel, let's talk about legislative. We're talking about legislation changes in America to close, you know, the visa lottery and the uh, extended family and all that stuff. Okay. Israel. If you come across the border and get caught, they don't take you to court. They don't do this. They don't do that. They don't deport you. They put you in jail for three years. Israel also has some immigration laws that say that immigrants, unlike what we do here in America with the Mexicans sending in Honduras, sending so much money back to their families, for whatever reason, they're going to do with that money back there, smuggle some more people in. I don't know. But in Israel, immigrants cannot transfer money out of the country if they're working there. And 20% of their employee employee wages go into a, an account that sits in a bank account gathering interest. They can't get that money unless they leave the country. So there are controls on these people. Now, I want to hear from Tommy about the laws, which I was not aware of, 
in Mexico if you come in to Mexico illegally. Go ahead, Tom. All right. So here's some interesting facts, G-Man. Mexico welcomes only foreigners that will be useful to Mexican society. Foreigners with fake papers who enter the country under false pretenses may be imprisoned. Foreigners who fail to obey the rules will be fined, deported, or imprisoned. Illegal immigration is a felony. Mexicans who help illegal aliens enter the country are themselves considered criminals. Mexicans who marry a foreigner for the sole purpose or objective of helping a foreigner live in the country is subject to five years in prison. Mexicans, non-citizens cannot participate in political life. They are not allowed to protest. Um, And the list goes on. Uh, Mexico has some pretty darn tight immigration rules, regulations, and policies. Uh, If we followed their rules and regs, there there wouldn't even be a discussion today. Yeah, I agree with you 100%, Tom. But the problem is they are a conduit for people from other countries to get to us. And I thought we just had a trade deal with them. We had some some, uh, leverage on these people to make them help us more because I don't think they're they're helping, but not enough. May I, they are not. May I add in think? something? What do, you, what do you think, Rod? Hello, Rod. I'm going to add something in. Rod, you, you took too long of a break. It's Will. So um, I just want to say the five C's. And the five C's are controls come from controlling and corrupt countries. So the problem is, is that I understand there are walls other places, but a lot of the places you're talking about walls are places from people that don't have them. This is the big statement, and I'll let it go on this, that don't have the American way. They don't, we don't, they don't allow their people to do, like China, I mean, they don't allow their people to do things uh, totally on their own. They're, they're, you know, they look at Mexico. Holy Lord. They have so, they have cartel. They have, I mean, they have some pretty, they even brought it over to our side with the M13 or whatever it's called. They have a lot of they corruption did. there. Sure. The, um, to get back, you know, to uh, uh, the point made before about the, the rules of Mexico that they have, you know, there's, there's some good stuff there that we can learn from. In New Zealand, for example, we have very strict rules when it comes to immigration. You know, you have to have more than a million dollars to invest in the local economy, uh, or you have to have a useful trade or um, a job, you know, like you're a doctor or a nurse or a teacher or something like that. Um and but we do also take in a certain amount of refugees and people seeking asylum. So, you know, there's a good balance of what you can, uh, you know, what you categorize people as and, and how you're going to take them. Let me make a good point. Let me make a good point, Will, that I saw on Tucker Carlson last night. Oh, boy. Talk about automation coming in a big way, artificial intelligence and the low skilled jobs are going to go first. So if you allow millions of people here for unskilled and low 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 wage labor, okay, which we have and we continue to do, within ten years those jobs are all gone. And what happens? They're all on the, on the welfare system. I mean, the future's not the future's not good. Yeah. Well, the, the way to deal with wait, the way wait, to deal wait, wait, with wait, AI. Rod, hold on, hold on, Rod. 
let me just because you had said it to me, but I want to say that uh, number one, artificial intelligence. I thought you were talking about politicians because they are definitely not oxymoron. Oxymoron. Yeah. Um, but let me just say this: is that yeah, no, you're absolutely right that the AIs and all the computers that and all of the systems that we have in place, but it's been proven that it will obviously take over a lot of the jobs. But then there is the conversation or argument that that it also may create other jobs of people who have to service those AIs. But well, I, what I will say is is that. I think that's going to work against the the normal Republican fat cats, or in general the fat cats' uh, uh, um, mo, and that is is that they want those machines to do it because then they don't have to pay. They just buy one computer that does fifty five jobs, and they're like, "Damn, I get more on my up uh, my bottom line." Yes. No health care, no vacation time, no pension, Nothing. no four hundred one k, just a, no, uh, no call against oil. sick. They got drunk last night, and didn't show up for work. Nope, anymore. you're right. It's just a couple of squirts of oil, and uh, we're off to the uh, races, and they're back to work. Yeah. yeah. Well, the AI, the AI thing is a, is a great thing, in my opinion. I mean, we've had automation coming into the, the workplace for a century, at least. Yeah. You know, you know. so it's, it's nothing different to what's been done many times. I mean, Henry Ford did it with his production lines, you know. Um, yep. So it, it's old, and, and AI is just a, a, a future spin on something we've already been doing. Sure. Now – you know, I think it's great that they're going to take the mundane jobs because humans don't really want to be doing these mundane jobs. But right. one way around it, one way that society can deal with it is we can say, okay, the number of jobs that are going to be taken away by this artificial intelligence, let's allocate this um, artificial intelligence and so many units of it to a certain number of people in society. So the job that that artificial intelligence does, those people get paid for that artificial intelligence and that way people are reimbursed you know because we need to support society we need to, to support people otherwise we're going to have a revolution and violence on the streets yeah but that's exactly what they said on the show last night on tucker yeah but, a professor on they had a very heated discussion about this okay but listen uh the the conversation about minimum wage i had a conversation with a gentleman the other day here in california and at an auto parts place, and he goes, yeah, I, I love the fact that they gave me a raise, but I think it's kind of uh, destructive uh, to our, our, our country because then uh, my boss has to raise prices on everything, and i.e. it raises prices everywhere. I'm making more money, but then I've got to pay more money for my daily uh, you know, normal thing in life, uh, groceries and all this other stuff. So my point is, is that love the idea about the AIs being distributed somewhere else to help someone else so someone else gets a paycheck. But just let's be clear, the people that can afford to make the robots and the assembly lines and all the big uh, AIs are the people with the money. And the reason why they have the money, Tommy Lack, you know, is because they're smart, frugal, and they make sure that the things that they create have low bottom line uh, destruction and it gives them more money in the, in the end. And so putting more p money into people, I don't know. I think that works against the whole uh, assembly line idea, which is multiplying by crazy every day well, but will you make well that's, that's a great point let me jump in Tom. well you made a good point will if i have to raise your salary from 750 to 15 dollars i go okay fine now i'm raising all the prices all the sandwiches in the deli and you're buying some of those there so it just it gets spread down the line the corporation never absorbs it and says 
I'll make less profit. They just pass the cost along. Yeah, but you don't. But let me just say, Will here. Let me just say, G man, specifically about what you said is is that paying people more money doesn't necessarily mean that you have to uh, uh, take less money on the bottom line. What it means, in my opinion, if you do it correctly, is is that you get a better system in place and you become more popular and people want to use you. I.e., our conversation about customer service. The other day, I was talking to someone on the phone and they could care less about what I was doing. I had a person call me yesterday in response to that and they got on the phone. They went, we're the concerts and we're going to ask you questions about, I'm like, I'm sorry, the what? We're the concerts. I'm like, cool. So you hired someone for $2 an hour out of India and you're in, they said concerts and I, as an educated, not really, but smart enough to know that it's concierge knows that you're not treating me like a premium person. You just got someone in place because you think it's going to matter. Spend the money on your people. They'll become motivated. You'll get a better quality thing. And in the end, you'll win. That's my thought. Yeah, well, companies that give stock like Wawa back east here, Will. There's a, a gigantic multi-billion dollar family owned convenience store chain that has the perfect business model. They make billions and every employee is an owner of the company. Bingo. Now there's productivity raised. And at Wawa, everybody opens the door for everybody says, good morning. How you doing? Right. Tom? Gimbals, gimbals and, and 34th street. Yes, I get it. Well, the problem you have, baby, the problem you have skin in the game. That's a definite. Hey, uh, G man, let, 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 this conversation, me around to an observation. My son goes to the University of Delaware two years ago. We're, we're rolling out of town. We're in a hurry. We stop in the local McDonald's. And in the McDonald's, and I think it's a test store because I haven't seen it since then, everything is automated. And wow. you punch a screen and you basically do everything yourself. Now, what I noticed that then that's not the remarkable part. The remarkable part was eight, ten of the employees were just happy as clams sitting around. They were texting. They were goofing <laughs> around. They were talking to each other. But meanwhile, it's not working right. I'm trying to get someone's attention. They're saying, just figure it out. There's the screen. They think life is going to be like that for them. What they didn't realize was their jobs are evaporating right before their eyes, and they didn't know it. And they don't have any other place to go. Once they get laid off from McDonald's, but see until and that's a shame. Yeah, but until listen, Tommy, totally agree with you. But we're then getting on the subject of millennials or people who don't care about their jobs, which is usually, and I come from lower income, lower income people, because all they really want to do is they get in a cycle of being able to get some money. But when they get to a place and they're not motiv motivated and it's not a career, then they sit around going, I'm going to text while doing this. And oh, someone needs something to help. Hey, forget it. No one's helping me. The problem is, is this <laughs> yeah, a downward yeah. spiral. Yeah, but McDonald's is an entry-level job in society. Well, I, I feel sorry for these people in general. I, I, I observe where people are in, in economics, social yeah. stratus. And, the, man, the people that I really respect and really feel bad for are people that work just to be poor. Uh, let's all take a collective uh, cup of coffee here and take a break. You're listening to The Straight Skinny Show. You may access us on the straightskinnyshow.com or jerrygman.com for the personal site. I'm Will Roberts, and this is The Daily Scream. Ah, here we go. 
So I just literally flew in from North Carolina, and boy are my arms killing me. Recently I met this man and wife on my flight, nice folks, but I was tired and conversation was the last thing on my mind. However, when you're on a plane, you better be either good at listening to people or looking like you're asleep. I'm better at the first. So I was all ears, and they talked. Then I listened. Our whole conversation started with a can of Coke and ended up with the statement, we decided we don't like vegetables, so we don't eat them anymore. What? See, I used to live in the salad bowl of the world, Central California. Lettuce, artichoke, garlics, you name it, we had it. And a festival to boot. But living there, I realized how important agriculture was to this country. It's what our country was built on. You know, for instance, the Middle East, oil, Russia, vodka, Germany, warm beer, China, lead toys, USA, agriculture. Here's my plan. Eat your vegetables and buy locally. It'll help the economy and your body. All right, we're back from break on the Straight Skinny Show, where you find the naked, unvarnished truth. We do the work for you so you don't have to. We bring you the straight skinny, the unvarnished truth. All right, we're back. I want to talk to Tommy Lack about, uh, we were talking about walls here today. Let's talk about the wall in Chainnet. Go ahead, Tom. Well, picture this, G-Man. Uh, 2,700 years ago, 700 years before Christ, these guys are sitting around China, and they're saying, or as Trump would say, China, uh, hey, man, <laughs> we're having a problem here. We got foreigners coming in. Uh, what are we going to do about this? Well, wait a minute. Why don't we build a 13,000 mile long wall? <laughs> now, you got to keep in mind, it's not just 13,000 miles. It zigs, it zags, it goes up, it goes down. But the wall's 13,000 miles. 2,700 years ago, they were having this argument, probably. Not everyone could have been in, in agreement with it. And, um, uh, and you don't hear many people mentioning the Great Wall of China. Oh, please let me go first. Please let me go first. <laughs> okay, Will, you get to go. All right, look. Uh, yeah, uh, 13,000 years ago, whatever it was, or 2,700 years 2700 ago. 2,700 years yeah, ago. Yeah, let me just tell you one big uh, uh, reason why, and I'm going to say hashtag no regulations. And also, uh, when you said they had a conversation, I'm sure back then, and people disagreed or didn't know, the people that disagreed most likely got a samurai sword to the head, and they don't have their heads anymore. <laughs> so I love the idea. Okay. But, but let's be also clear. Let's fast forward to the 30s, uh, as I have made this comment before and uh look at roosevelt i believe it was and having the chinese chinese immigrants building the railroads they're infamous for building our american railroad system because they were cheap we put them in a field put some tents in there no one seemed to care so it sounds like we're not any further along in our society so i say we call it the chinese again because it looks like they're already making everything anyway. As I made note to earlier, um, I tried to buy a socket from my Mini Cooper to change my spark plugs. It took me three days. I wound up with the only people that were selling this socket in America were all from China, all on eBay. And I'm just here to say they make everything else anyway, so I'm on it. Let's build that wall. Instead of $5 billion, Chinese will take at least. They'll take a McDonald's Happy Meal. Moving on. There you go. Well, all right, all right. Rod, Rod's turn to jump in with his comments. Well, all all I want to say about that is thank God for the Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about New New Zealand slang. And I'm I'm just curious, Rod, when you left New Zealand to go off to, uh, as you like to speak, Englander uh, or Canada, uh, what year was that? How old were you? Uh, I was in my mid twenties. I just finished college, worked for a couple couple of years to pay off my college debts and put some money in my back pocket. So I could afford to head off around the world for the next 25 years. And now you're 65 and now you're 65. Is that what it is? (laughs) Yeah. You know, look, and I look, and I look 85. So I've had a hard life. Yeah. Well, we did, we did the, yeah, we did American slang in a previous uh, show. Let's do some new New Zealand slang. Uh, Here's some of the stuff I found this morning on the internet. Uh, Are you familiar with sweet as sweet as? Yeah. That means uh, everything's good. Okay. I think you should ask all of us what our interpretation is, and then you should tell us what it is once we all get. Oh, I have a better idea. Oh, great idea. Here's what I'll do. I'll give a New Zealand slang to Will and Tommy. They'll give their answers, and then Rod will straighten us out and say, "You're right. You're close, Tommy. You're close, Will. I you're like so, it. You're so freaking wrong. Or maybe right, he'll be wrong. Next, one. next maybe one, I'll right. be wrong too. Yeah. All right, Will. Will. Kia. Kia Ora. That is the uh, the um, spiritual. Um, well-being of your Kia, which no one drives anymore. <laughs> Tommy, uh, Tommy Lack. Tommy Lack, Kia Ora. Yeah, I was going to get on that, Will. Don't scratch my car. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Lack, take a wild swat at Kia Ora. I, I did. Don't scratch my car. Uh, it means hello. All right. Really? Uh, ch- yeah. Really? Chili, chili, chili bin. <laughs> chili. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Tommy Lack. What's it's not. Really? It's not actually. Kia Ora is not actually slang. It's a. It's a Maori word. Yeah, Maori language. Maori. What's a Maori yeah. word? Yeah. What's that mean? What's the Maori's. New, the Maori's yeah. are the natives of New Zealand. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Aborigines. Yeah, New Zealand's second language is Te Reo. Te Reo. So anyway. Anyway, all right. Next one is. Um, I'll, run, I'll run this by Tommy first. Tommy, what is a chili bin? A chili bin. Chili, chili, chili bin. Chili bin. Chili. It's a place where you put your beer to get cold. Very good, Thomas. Tom, give Tommy a gold star. Oh, I was going to say it's hey. a it's a it's a cold bowl. Well, okay. Hey, Will. I thought it, I thought it was a bin for putting chilies in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, Will. What's a stink fella? A stink fella is a guy that keeps taking his hands or fingers and putting them where they don't belong on you. Is that right, Rod? Um, I don't actually know. It does sound like it's someone who sticks their finger <laughs> out in a place where you shouldn't be putting it. <laughs> so our expert. I don't uh, know. <laughs> I thought it was the guy on the bus that I didn't like being next to. <laughs> uh, the guy needs deodorant. What is it? Okay. Okay, Tommy Lack. Wait, wait, what is it? Well, yeah, what's the stink fella as opposed to good fella? That's right. No, he said he doesn't right. know. What is it, G-Man? You I, have I said I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know either. Oh, okay. great! <laughs> oh, this shows this show's this going nowhere, guys. Thank you for yeah, getting okay. the informative <laughs> parts of the show. Right, Tommy Lack, Tommy Lack, Tommy Lack. Chur, bro. Chur. C H U R. Chur, bro. Chur, bro is just a bad way of saying chill, bro. They just got it wrong with that accent. Yeah. They have a list. That sounds great. Is that right? Is that right, Rod? Um. He doesn't know. This is beautiful. I think I mean doesn't mean uh, doesn't mean thanks. Uh, I'm thinking that's what it means. The best part of the show, well. 
is funny. Hey, this is uh, well, funny. I could say that. I could say. I could say to. If I said to Will, "Hey, Will, use your head." What's that mean? Use your head. Oh well, obviously it's a, an accent of a New Zealand trying to say, um, um, head. Correct. Yeah. Now, okay. I tried <laughs> desperately. <laughs> I tried desperately to think of something funnier than head, but right. Was, hey, Tommy Lack. Yes, sir. If you're, if you're hanging your clothes outside after you take them out of the washing machine to dry, uh, make sure you use the pigs that are on the ground. The pigs that are on the ground. The All right. So I'm going to assume it's the clothespins, yeah, G-Man, that got dropped. Correct. Yeah. Tommy gets a star again. Yeah, what do I win? I must win something for this. A star. You got a star. Yeah. You collect enough stars. Yeah. I want more than that. I want to have in the fence of the wall. Well, let me tell you this much. The gold stars are actually made of gold. Did that help you? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So now I don't well, need my name on a slat in the wall. Yeah, as Rod as Rod would say, I'm keen. I'm keen on the idea, and I, I'm I'm going to I yell. I'm going to heap it, heap it on you. Okay. Um, that's what flat flatties. How about flatties, Tom? Flatties, flatties, flatties. I'm going to think that's a truck, uh, a flatbed truck. What do you think, Will? I think it's uh, shoes that you wear. Uh, no, it's another person living in your apartment building in one of the flats. Flats. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, we've, we've covered quite a bit of stuff today. Um, I think we made some headway. I think we got a little fired up, which is good, which is good. A little emotion came forward, a little energy for the show. Can I ask I you a question before people, you end? I think besides us getting energized about the conversation, because it really is an emotional issue, if you'd like this country to survive, and we think it's critical crunch time now to take this care of, get these politicians get off their butt and call them and take care of it. That uh, other people nationwide are having the same conversation as we speak. They are. G-Man, may well, I throw a well, question well, at you quickly? Absolutely. You have yeah. plenty of time to answer this question. And the question is, and of course we'll open it up if you want, but do you really think that if you watch the speech that Trump gave and all of you being on the show, if you didn't, you're fired. Um, but the fact is, <laughs> is that uh, the conversation um, about the wall and the five point something billion dollars, do you really think he's going to get the five billion dollars to build the wall? And do you think he's going to wait to open the country up again? Because I think he's going for Guinness World Book of Records uh, before he gets uh, the five billion. No, I think he'll lose part of his base and be political suicide. Wow, that's awesome from you, Tommy. Well, I think it is. Tommy, what do you think? I think uh, and the problem is, you know, posturing. If he if he if he shuts down the government and he and he and, and he imposes a national emergency, they're going to take him to court in a heartbeat. It's like I said earlier: the Sierra Club, the environmentalists, sure. and the Ninth District Court, and it's not going to go anywhere. So it's an exercise in futility. He says, I don't want to do this. Don't force me to do this. Let's get this, this work at a deal. If you gave him three once you start something, you hope to finish it. If they give him three billion and he gets to start it, and yes, Rod, it is for his ego. So when he's long gone, it'll be called the Trump Wall, whether it says it on the side of the thing like his hotel or not. Yeah. It's like Obamacare. Well, I think well, the, I think the Democrats actually did um, offer him at one stage uh, a compromise on funding for the wall if he agreed to fund some things that they wanted and he turned it down. Well, give him DACA. If, they can, if Trump will give DACA a path, 
They'll give him three million, three billion. I say. Yeah, but you do know that what will happen is that if this wall or fence or uh, you know picket fence is made. Uh, and in uh, several years, it becomes a total uh, disgrace, and there's lots more violence that they're going to call it the dump. Yeah, but the problem with this political climate right now is they're already, it's like Christmas being celebrated. They put the Christmas decorations in Walmart in July for Christmas. They're trying to open up the election for 2020 already announcing. What the? Yeah. Jesus, man. Yeah. You know? Well, I think that, I don't think it's just political uh, for the election. I think. I mean, Dems, Democrats have always been opposed to the wall since he first brought it up, and I think even sure. some of his own, sure. even even some of his own teammates are against it for cost yeah, reasons. Well, they don't think it's viable. Well, they don't well, think it's well, going to work very well. And hey, it only has a, only has an estimated lifespan of of some people think of twenty five years, and then you've got to rebuild it. Yeah. Listen, we're going to take our final break and then we'll be back with closing comments. You are listening to the Straight Skinny Show. You can find us on the straightskinnyshow.com. You can leave comments. We have we're going to be having individual emails. So if you like Rod, if Rod turns you on, Tommy turns you on, if Will turns you on, or you want to say something nasty to the G Man, we'll have our own emails for our fan mail. And then we'll bicker about who gets more fan mail here. So we're going to break. Did you notice that women have cornered the market as spokespersons? I mean, look, Siri is a woman. The progressive insurance commercials girl on TV, a woman. That Russian girl from Moscow pitching AT&T. I mean, the examples are everywhere. God, why? Because women come across as more trustworthy. I always trust what my mom said, didn't you? I mean, look at what men sell, what they pitch. Insurance, cars, real estate, stocks, political spin, God. And look what women promote. Men are hard promoters. Women are soft promoters. Let's be real, men. A man doing the soft touch, it'll create a hashtag. That's why we trust women more. They have the woman's touch. Listen, you want to hear more about the Did You Notice segments of the show? Go to the website, thestreetskinnyshow.com. Coming back from break on the Straight Skinny Show. You can look us up straight skinny show, the straight skinny show.com or jerrythegman.com if you're curious about my biography and other areas. Uh, we're in the closing comments section. We're going to talk about what I call self sacrifice. If you know anything about history, during the time in this planet in the 1930s and 40s of tyranny and fascism, one country rose up to defend the world that was America. And it was a tough task because we had many enemies in the axis of power. We had the Italians, we had the Germans, and we had the Japanese. All fronts. Thank God we were separated by two oceans. Gave us a certain amount of security. We never really got attacked. Great. But what I don't like about what's going on now is the selfishness of our country, where people are so concerned about taking care of number one, not willing to sacrifice anything to help their neighbors. Common good of the country, the common sense and the common good has to rise up. We have to support the whole country, not just ourselves, and, and be selfish. So that's my point. I want to I want to address how my cohorts in crime here feel about it. Let's go to Rod first, the foreigner. Yeah, just a couple of things to say about that. One, um, you mentioned that uh, one country rose up to defend the world. That was America, which um, I think many countries rose up, and uh, America didn't actually come into the war until halfway through. 
So I just wanted to make that point. Um, but, you know, we did obviously welcome the fact that they did join because <laughs> they helped a lot. Um, the, uh, the interesting thing about self-sacrifice is that um, back in the past, my grandfather's generation, for example, they had a real cause to fight for, which was World War II. They had a, a very clear enemy, and it was a, a, obviously a great cause for people to fight for. Since then, we've had wars like Vietnam and Iraq, which are, which are um, to many people, were bogus wars based on colonialism and oil and other stuff. And so I think the modern generations have kind of lost that drive and that focus and that belief that the government should be followed and we should be going and fighting these wars. And therefore, the self-sacrifice isn't necessarily worth what, um, what the cause is anymore. And I think that is filtered through the, the, uh, the population. I think you're 100% right. Tommy Lack, what's your, what's your take on it, brother? Well, we had a great example with the greatest generation, you know, our parents, grandparents, uh, they, set a, they set a high bar, and um, everyone can learn from that. It's good to give. It's good to help your fellow man whenever possible. And when you help your country, you're helping yourself. Will? Uh, you know, I, I hate to sound like the most skeptical one. I shouldn't be. Uh, but I will say that that was then and this is now. And unfortunately, what's happened is if we want to take even some of the most basic conversations we're having now, hashtag Me Too or uh, any of the other racism stuff that we're dealing with back then, uh, it was a different society. It was a, a society that, you know, it was Leave it to Beaver, Don't Eat the Daisies, and Andy Griffith's show. And uh, the underlining thing was uh, dad was drinking, beating mom, having relationships. Mom would just <laughs> let it go. I mean, I hate to say it, but the fact is... That's is the that, show I want. Yeah, that's the... Yeah, there it is. I mean, but, you know, and, and I love this uh, ad I saw recently that people were uh, disputing on Facebook with a bunch of kids learning how to take apart guns in school and shoot targets in school. And they're like, why don't we have this anymore? And I'm like, well, because now they want high capacity rifles and they don't go for aiming at things. They just go for obliviating things. So what do I say about that? Self-sacrifice is difficult because we don't think our country, our society, and even our neighbor has the same motive when they say, can I borrow a cup of sugar? And on that note i guess we're going to bid adieu adieu again bonsoir and hasta la vista now there's three languages gentlemen thanks for your time and your participation i think we had some fun i think we uh raised the bar a little bit hopefully our solution might be one that's uh contributes to the thought patterns of the country maybe somebody will hear us and go you know what that makes a lot of sense that's what we want to hear about the straight skinny show gentlemen good afternoon